The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Two Versus Three. I'm Kyle. It's Cody. Hey. And Greg. Yeah. It has been a while. That's the song goes. It's been a minute. Yeah. yeah. Are you, you afraid of the, the Nickelback song? Uh, I don't know. Or is it stained? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. What was the reference? It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle just sang for the podcast. That's yeah. a treat already. Yeah. It's uh, going to be a good one. Greg's pissed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've done some shit. I haven't had a chance to do any recording in a while, so apologies to the one or two listeners that are probably just us. Shout out to our lawyer. Uh, there shouldn't be any record or anything, and uh, we're allowed to record podcasts again, so yeah, it's all good. Yeah, all those <laughs> copyright strikes. Oh, yeah. Shout out to our lawyer, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely uh, not just so, lazy. I guess, uh, big update. We had a nice trip away to TCAF. Yeah, it was, a, it was good. Going? It was big a workout. Update. The big <laughs> update. I don't know what else to call it. We haven't done shit. <laughs> yeah, TCAF was fucking great. Yeah, for those not in the know, I guess uh, TCAF is what? Toronto Comic Arts Festival. Exactly. And uh, we went away for a nice little two versus three vacation. Yeah, it's sweet. I'm sure we've discussed the, the con what? many times on the show. But yeah, it's a free convention, but it's filled with a lot of amazing artists. And me and Greg got fucking stacks of comic books signed. How many do you think you got? I got to touch Jeff Lemire. You, you okay. touched him? Well, like we did like a little... Oh, you did touch him. You embraced? Well, it was kind of like our shoulders <laughs> maybe touched. That's, that's awesome, man. You bumped shoulders with a legend. <laughs> rubbing elbows even. Now, I feel like that's actually probably the closest for most of us we'll ever get to kind of rubbing elbows with, you know, people... We consider uh, yeah, man. legendary Fuck people. yeah. Like the first signing I went to that day was uh, Chester Brown. And you joined me, Kyle. Yeah. And like, was... Yeah, you related to him. So like, I feel like he gave us a good little conversation. Yeah, it was it was great. I, uh, I Even though I'm related to him, don't get to see him very often. So it was nice to be able to... Yeah, and he gave you, you know, a book too, hey. didn't he? Yeah. He hooked me up with a copy of um, Louis Real. Nice. And, yeah. uh, Have you started that yet? Just a quick peruse. No, I finished the other book I picked up, which is Trillium, and, and I, I got yeah. through that. Nice. Uh, so uh, I guess the first thing, what was your favorite part of TCAF, guys? Definitely not lugging around the fucking books all day. That sucked. But what was inside, like that bag I was carrying, that was my favorite part. Because that's all I really did was get signings. I didn't actually explore the con. I was in line at John Corley's booth all fucking day long. Yeah, you either there, there, Jeff. I was there for like the first forty-five minutes, but then I got to actually look around. But I got everything I expected out of the day. But definitely all the signatures. That was my favorite part. I feel like that we like took too much advice from Adam about TCAF, where like there was literally like three people there with stacks of comics to get signed, and it was like, like we were the Adam. ones that looked like we weren't having fun. Yeah, everybody yeah. else looked like a regular <laughs> were, Toronto hipster just we, with their one book, but you guys were carrying book bags filled with shit yeah, like we, we, we went there like it was work like it was work we spent like a whole week leading up organizing and planning comics and like different carrying methods <laughs> organizational systems heavy. i'll fucking tell you it's heavy yeah because yeah, def- i came back with more yeah and like, well <laughs> yeah, I actually i did not no, you, did, you didn't buy any books uh, well, well no he lost his on the train 
Uh, well, in the train station. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was rough. That's a story for another day, though. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I guess, what was the, I don't know, was there any big surprise uh, that you didn't think? My was big surprise from TCAF was buying Sex Criminals and absolutely fucking loving it. Oh, that's the Chip Zdarsky one? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I met Chip. I got an autograph. It was the second time I met him. He's really funny. He is a great person. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know Chip Zdarsky, just like go and pick up any book with his name on it. And you know what? Even just from the title of the book, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, whatever you see, it's a good reflection. He, he writes on entertainment. Him. I would say just look at his Twitter profile picture. And like, that the guy's, get you the a good guy's idea. hilarious. Uh, yeah. It's Sex Criminals, though. It's great. Uh, I want both of you. I'll lend it to both of you. It's fucking a good read. Yeah. I kind of regret not picking it up. I was like right there in line. I with regret you not getting no a line. sketch by him. He's doing well, sketches for like $20. The only. Uh, mm. Like I felt kind of bad because I don't really have a lot of Chip Zdarsky, but I was excited to meet him. But I, I do have, or I have, I have like a, uh, like I, I was, ever, I like Keanu Reeves, <laughs> and so whenever given the opportunity, I like to, uh, you know, explore some Keanu Reeves based stories. So uh, every time I go to the comic shop and they have some Bill and Ted comics, you know, I'll pick them up. So I got, I got, I got a nice stack of Bill and Ted comics. And uh, one day I just went down there and picked up some Bill and Ted and I get home and I started reading it and just like by page two, I was just thinking like, man, there are way too many penises in this book. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I like to look at it again and it's actually like a sex criminals comic with the Bill and Ted sleeve on it. Different publisher. Different publisher. Yeah. Like there was a fuck up at the printing. It's like so a, they just put the wrong cover It's a on rare it, book. Right? But you got that signed. But I got it signed by... Uh, by Chip Zdarsky, and and even he thought it was quite uh, entertaining. He he kept showing it around, like he was showing his wife and whoever else was next to him and stuff. It was kind of neat. Uh, yeah, you yeah, met, that's uh, definitely the, that's probably the best comic you could have got signed there. I mean, I got a lot of number ones. So yeah, yeah but like that one's rare in the sense there's only one of those. You also waited in line to meet Charlie Adler, which is pretty awesome. That guy was uh, pretty nice. He had no qualms with chit chatting. He's for those that don't know. Yeah, yeah. he's the artist for uh, The Walking Dead. Uh, who he's done like, we'll say at least ninety five percent of The Walking Dead. Yeah, everything but the first trade. Yeah, and I would say definitely the longest lineup I saw that whole weekend was the one you stood into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it took a fucking solid hour and a half. But that's because he was being pretty chill with people though. Yeah, and he was so, doing commissions. Yeah, well, it was. It wasn't just a signing. Line, yeah. It was fifty dollars for his double record vinyl for his band yeah, isn't like came, a metal band i don't know whatever came up some kind of music <laughs> he uh and for 50 dollars, if you, you got the album and a, like a sketch and so everybody was getting commissions done i saw like just while i was standing in lineup he did like a james bond with rick oh Rimes. yeah i'm sorry you said yeah you basically bought an album and you got a free sketch with it yeah or you bought the sketch and got a free album. <laughs> and, are... and you said people were confused to which one to people pick People were confused <laughs> he looked like he was having a great time <laughs> but uh he did, uh, like, I don't know, it took a while, because it did him, like, you know, 15, 20 minutes of sketch, and I watched him do two of them. Like, I fucking stood there, like, able to touch him and just not being able to go. Like, we went straight to the bar after that, I think. Like, everyone, like I felt bad. Everyone just stood and sat there with my shit. Oh, man. It's a good feeling, though. It's like, oh, man, he's he put in time. Like, but, he's well, getting that signature. It's, yeah, Co- <laughs> like, as soon as we got there, Cody went, because he was separated into two different buildings. And Cody and half the team went one way, and <laughs> me and the other half went to the second building. Masonic Temple. Yeah, and I went and saw Jeff Lemire right off the hop, and that was all I really wanted to do. I didn't plan anything past meeting Jeff Lemire, and I did it within the first 20 minutes of being there, so I kind of like blew my load. See, I had a tight <laughs> schedule that day, and I hit everyone. I hit all their signings, and I still got to like go to some extra shit too, which was pretty sweet. So 
Yeah, that I'm, fucking app is key. I, I don't know if you were actually using yours, but I definitely app. used mine. I should have went with you guys to see Chester first because I didn't get to see him at all. And it turned out Jeff Jeff's, was pretty easy to see. Jeff yeah. was every five minutes. He was tape went from being like punched to just empty. Yeah, there was no one there when I went up. So it was you guys, fucking awesome. Yeah, same for me. Uh, so you guys never really got to see too much outside of the signings. You no, not as much because like we started to look around and like you guys started doing the VR game. Yeah, and like so, I looked a bit a bit on the second floor, but like not really, because there's a whole back room of the library with German comics and stuff. Yeah, and there's like a whole zine section. Yeah, they only sell zines there. I didn't even look at that. Room. I was super excited to find out they had that whole independent game section. That's, that was like yeah, you the tried a few out, right? Yeah, I got to test a few out. Uh, it was mostly just from uh, what's the college there. George Harrison, George, George Brown, George Brown. That's it. George yeah. Harrison College. George Harrison College. <laughs> <laughs> I say George. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's on, uh, it's on Abbey Road there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. George Harrison. Fuck. Uh, yeah, George Brown. Uh, anyway, yeah. and uh, yeah, I got to test out uh, VR for the first time, like first legit like one, proper uh, VR. on a on a Vive. That's cool, man. Yeah, it was cool. It was just like a so student wait, project was it thing. running on your on a phone. No, not at all. No, it was running off a PC. So like the oh. real like crazy well, I, fancy. While you yeah. were doing it, I was watching it on the PC, like seeing what you were able to see. And I thought it looked fucking stupid. It, it was. But weird. I'm sure looking at it on a flat screen and having like the goggles wrapped around your head is totally it's, different. Yeah, exactly. Super disorienting. There's like a few moments in it where you take like an elevator, and uh, taking an elevator where you don't move, make especially when you're really fucking hungover, <laughs> makes you feel a little sick, a little sick down under there, <laughs> and. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. It was really cool. Kind of had like, um, if you've ever played uh, Katamari, had that like art style to it. Nice. So it was pretty, it was neat. And there was a ton of cool games there for like, you know, considering it's a kind of smaller c- convention. And then they had more indie games than I've ever seen at like Fan Expo or something. Mm-hmm. So that Definitely. was awesome. Instead of just having like a fucking massive Batmobile parked in there and being like, oh, Batman Arkham Knights 2, fucking blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. You can actually like try out some, some fucking new creation. Batmobiles yeah. are pretty sweet, though. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't want to go pay $100 to go to a convention and then just be like, oh, yeah, wait in line to like take a picture of the Batmobile. <laughs> That's not really necessary. So this is cool to actually get to play some games. That's only because there's like the self defense mechanisms that if you're not Batman, shit will go to just like you. Yeah, it'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was pretty cool. I watched a girl almost punch another person in the face because VR doesn't really. They just had it like roped off, and people were standing right next to it. And this girl was trying to throw some pills in a giant monster's mouth, and almost clocked the dude in the side of the head. Was the monster sick? I don't know. It was really hard to tell what was going on. It, the VR. It was a really rough game in the sense that the text wasn't readable or anything like that. So. But it was still cool to actually get to do. I've never yes. gotten to do like one of those fancy VR headsets. What uh, what comics did you buy while you were there? Sorry, I, I uh, bought... Um, or did you obtain? I got Trillium and uh, Lure Real. That yeah. was the only ones. I only wanted to see Jeff and Chester. And I only wanted to get two books. Neither one of which I got. I changed my mind at Chester's and got uh, Lure Real instead of uh, Mary Wept. And yeah. I had, uh, Jeff Lemire's that he didn't have a copy of Roughneck. So oh, I yeah. got Trillium, which was a great read. People were really bummed out about that. I spoke to a bunch of different people who were saying that Jeff sold out of Roughnecks at his booth, but they were all available at the library. 
So oh, you, you yeah. had to leave the one building, go back to the other building and buy it, and then come back to this building, and everyone was just like, well, why... Why didn't they just have them all where he is? No, I, I ran into something like that, too. I went up to this one John Corley artist. I was like, oh, can I buy your uh, new book, Terms and Conditions? And he's like, actually, I can't sell it to you, but you can go down to the John Corley booth and buy it off them. It's like, oh, these cheap bastards aren't giving you enough copies to sell? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just don't trust you with the books. To, like, yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Because, yeah, Lemire told me, like, hey, yeah, well, I don't have any more copies, but I hear the comic book store around the corner does. And it's like, well, I'm not going to. I'm in line. I'm not going to get out of line, go buy another book, and then get back in line. I'll just buy a trillion. <laughs> it like definitely that. seemed like Drawn and Quarterly and Image were like the main. Oh, yeah. Like, drawn for sure. And- it's usually just Drawn and Quarterly. The, like, Image's presence there this year was really cool. And I hope they keep that up. Well, yeah. It's, that whole it, room at the Masonic Lodge was just fucking it, high-end comics. It's just, yeah. yeah it's, and uh, it had like, way less lines than it. Oh, it's else. fucking it awesome. Great. I love yeah. that place. Uh, it was Im- It's Image's 25-year year, year anniversary. And so uh, they had 25 years of image going on. It was badass. It was. Um, out of all the books that you actually got signed, and I'm sure it's going to be a Lemire book, what do you hold with the most value now that it's signed? Oh, I don't know. I mean, Essex County, I guess. You got that signed? Yeah. yeah. He, I, Essex County. He's sketching that for you? Yeah, an underwater welder. Nice. Which I kind of sucks because he basically see he did the exact same sketch that he did in your but, book. But I think that's just what but, artists do. No, but I, I still like I don't know. It was the first Jeff Lemire I read was your copy of Underwater Welder with that like little with the drawing the inside of it. Face. So in my head, if, when I opened a copy of Underwater Welder that didn't have that drawing in, I'm like, well, this is not a real book. <laughs> so I don't know. I yeah, I I got a soft spot for nostalgia for my comics. And for I mean, sure, yeah, I was happy um, I finished a couple. Uh, like I got him to do all of Plutona and all of Trillium, so to have like both of those runs mm. completely all signed was pretty oh, fucking like sweet. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he was right. a G about it, man. I fucking like put the big stack down. I'm sure your stack was bigger. I was like, oh, sorry, man, but like I got a big stack. And he's like, oh, fuck, it's nothing. He just like starts going through it. I'm sure, like in a weird way, like, well, I guess I don't know. I, I just speaking for myself. My collection of Jeff Lemire was from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, uh, Image. And I feel like there's probably like something I'm forgetting. Just like, you know, indie. Like yeah, self, his independent his stuff. Independent like Essex was. And I, just seeing him going through it and it's just like, yeah, no, man. Like, I didn't just jump on board here. It's yeah. like, I, I've got everything that I could possibly buy that has your name on it. You know, and I, I even busted out. Like, the first series that he ever did was uh, Superboy. And... Uh, like Superboy number six, you know, and he, he just kind of like looked at it for a second and I was just like, I didn't even know I still had these, man. And he's like, oh yeah, that was a lot of fun to do. But I can only just imagine what it's like well, to man. see your entire work presented to you and then to look up and see someone like me just like shit-eating grin, <laughs> not, not being able to muster up <laughs> Well, that was words. like kind of me with Chester. Like Chester actually admired my collection when oh, I brought it up to him. Like I got him to sign uh, Yummy Fur number one and he was like, where did you get this? <laughs> In his high pitched voice, I was like off the internet. Like I didn't want to say off eBay. I just said off the internet. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he was like, oh well, whoever you got it from, they kept good care of their comics. I'm like, yeah, fucking right. They did. <laughs> he was smart. He would like acquire as many as possible and sell them himself. Oh, yeah. On also, eBay. yeah, I, you guys know this, but for the listeners, Chester Brown signed half of my comics on black paper with a black marker. That's amazing. That's <laughs> that's a that's a proper thug thing to do. Anyway, like, he was just laughing about it the whole fucking time. Yeah, he thought it was he, hysterical. He signed his name, giggling, and go <laughs> black on black. Yeah. <laughs> so you can only read it if you hold it up in the light and tilt <laughs> it properly. Jeff had three markers, like silver, gold, and black. I, you you know? should, right? But for some reason, yeah, he just. 
Chester had one marker that looked like it was from the 80s. Seth was doing his with like gold, silver, all the fucking colors under the rainbow. I'm pretty sure gold and silver aren't in the rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) In the marker rainbow, they're there. The marker rainbow. Yeah, I don't know why. The silver, like you just do the silver on black. Yeah, for sure. I don't know what the gold is for. Um, Gold, just being a fancy prick. Just, just being a fancy prank. Man, who was the guy that we got? We saw Trump last, in it. Like when you stood in line. Um, Sammy Harkham, and I'm reading Did, his. I, all I can say right for now. him was this stands out for me was for one, it took like ten minutes of standing in front of him before I realized that the man had no chair and was kneeling. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird move. And then the second thing was we were watching him draw, and he started with like. Like, he was drawing a character, and he drew, like, from the knee to the ankle first. Yeah, he started the character very oddly. Like, it was, like, watching him draw it, it was like, oh, those are the legs. Oh, there's the feet. Oh, there's the body. Arms. Hmm. Weird. (laughs) Now the head. Where it was just, like, watching him, it was like somebody... So used to drawing head first? Well, yeah, just watch... It was almost like somebody filmed him drawing it and then played it backwards. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, or something like that. He's a cool guy. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, the guy. Stood yeah, he was really awesome. I'm actually looking forward. I knew to nothing about him. Um, say what was our, what was his name again? Sammy Harkham. Yeah. I thought he was from Toronto because the guys of the Beguiling they t- they turned me on to him. But apparently, John Corley did the first two issues of his book, and then they kind of cut him off. I think. Well, because he wanted a certain format. Yeah, he wants to keep to doing do. comic books instead of graphic novels and. Yeah, I think they only do that for like very select people at John and Corley these days. Well, even Chester's stuff now doesn't come out exactly. single issue. It doesn't. It's not financially doable. Yeah, but it looks fucking badass. Comic snobs. Comic snobs. Sorry, we don't <laughs> actually make comics in comic form anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but even this is like a jumbo magazine size. Yeah, that's what I like about his stuff. Though. Yeah, and cool the, like the art's really cool. It's a weird slice of life story, kind of about like a film editor back in the day doing working on b horror movies oh that's cool it's pretty interesting yeah to bring up like someone drawing something weird when i got chester to do a sketch in my book he forgot how to draw louis real <laughs> he asked me he's like how do i draw him and i was like I, I don't know man i'm buying the book from you like you kind of got here i had to hand him my copy and he flipped through it and he's like oh that's how yeah it's like it's on the cover i don't know like yeah you're cover you're surrounded by these books that's funny but uh, it was pretty great. I guess actually coming back around, like, without going too much into detail, I'd say the greatest thing that I got during Twin Peaks or fucking <laughs> <laughs> during the weekend. I'm just like staring across at these little fucking Funko Pop things, and like they got the black eyes. And anyway, there's like a whole trails. That's another story. But uh, the best thing I bought at TCAF was the Jeff Lemire print of Dale Cooper, a special agent Dale Cooper oh, from Twin yeah. Peaks. And uh, it's amazing. And, I mean, that's just, like, I got Twin Peaks in my mind, man. Oh, uh, man, I was glowing when he wrote The Owls Are Not What They Seem on mine. Yeah. <laughs> I was Honestly. Like, but I, I just bought all the, I don't know what they're fucking called, like, vinyl pops? Funko, Funko pops. Funko. Yeah. Someone was explaining to me that there's two different things, like Funkos there's, and Funko Pops are two different, different things. There's some, I don't know. But, I, anyway, I just got the whole set of Twin Peaks ones. But, I like, we got our, just on our display stand here in the office studio, we got Ned Stark and the Hound and... The eyes are just jet black, and it's just reminding me of all the Twin Peaks pops. But I think all of them look like that, don't they? I yeah, am that's only just their familiar, style. Yeah. I'm only familiar with I'm these. I'm pretty Twin sure Peaks they they have their own comic book universe now. Well, yeah, Adam, our, Adam tried yeah. to sell me the like at, down at our comic shop. The guy was because like I'm, I'm all about the X Files comics, and uh, he's like, "Oh, look, Greg, the, the Funko Pop X Files comic." And yeah, I'm that's like, what I saw. I was like, "This, I don't want X Files." My words exactly were, "X Files isn't a joke." And I <laughs> 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 I 
Well, I actually just went down to GameStop, or sorry, here, EB Games, uh, and the they've taken almost all the games off the main game wall, and it's uh, now all Funko Pops. Yeah, man, that's sort of like 50% oh, you, no, you go to EB Games to buy your toys and hoodies. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all it is now. They don't. They barely have games. The games are in the back corner. <laughs> like, that's not what the store is for. Yeah. It's called fucking EB Games. I remember I was surprised to see that they had like... A- Almost a larger Magic the Gathering section. Yeah, of video they games. have. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's. Uh, I guess people don't buy games in stores anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I, I barely do. But when no, I go man, there, it's weird to see that. I haven't bought a physical game since the PS4. I still do, just because I like trading them in, because I'm a cheap fuck. I know it's a good call. Yeah. Well, you you'll buy games nowadays like on a whim. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's right next to you. A used game is the only time. Like, I bought Fallout Four. Oh, the last new game was the last like hard copy of the game I bought. I think. Yeah. Did you even buy that uh, physical? I didn't think you did. Fallout Fallout Four. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh. it was Same. we bought it. I bought it at the fucking Chumley's, like the used oh, video used game store. Yeah. It was like thirty dollars, and the game had just come out. Yeah. So I was like, well, it's pretty go good wrong. get. Can't yeah. Go wrong, yeah. Even like I don't know. The whole thing was confusing there last time I went. I had to like. I was buying a new copy and even the new copy they didn't have on the shelf. Like I had to ask them and they had to like find a copy they'd taken out of the wrapper and everything. It mm. didn't make any sense. They're I was like, this doesn't feel weird. new. No, I've had them do that before where you, they're like, you walk into there like, and it'd be like three games right next to each other with three different prices on it. You're just like, what? Oh, yeah. And the new price, or sometimes the used price is above the new price. Yeah. You're just like, well, I don't even understand this. <laughs> And then, yeah, like you try to buy it, and it's like, I swear to God, I've gone and handed a guy like a brand new game wrapped, and he like turns around and hands me like a game that's used, open, the fucking book is missing, and it's like, what? I just handed you a brand new game. No, you didn't. Yeah. It's like, well, you just charged me for a new game. Like, they're shicey down there, man. Like, that that store should sell Trying to hook you up with that $3 disc insurance. Yeah. Like, I'm fucking, I I like to take it home and just step on it three (laughs) or four times. I really need that $3 insurance. They probably wouldn't even cover it either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, well, you broke it. Thing that I've never needed ever, <laughs> in buying probably hundreds and hundreds of video games. Never once have I fucked one up bad enough to need that insurance. No, uh, I don't think like Blu-ray scratch. Compared well, like to, unless like, you take the key disc. out of your pocket yeah. and fucking scratch it deliberately. I don't you guys think... don't just put Blu-rays in your pocket. Yeah, just with the case. Yeah, just, just cases. Around. I I do know you shouldn't lick them. Don't lick Why? them. They make you sick. They make you sick. Oh. That's, that's I thought thing. it ruined. I, I was said, like, "That's not going to ruin the." No, I, I don't know if that's actually true, but I once with Cody, uh, he dared me to do that and said it would make you sick. And then I got really drunk later and did throw up. So well, there was no way to prove that it wasn't true. So <laughs> what you're saying is, we're going to take a little break here and we're going to see what Blu-rays. Blu-rays Kyle can lick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. We'll be back in a few minutes. This is Craig Wade and Brian Allen Delaney from B-Movies and Ebooks, a podcast about cult and horror films and genre fiction. You can catch new episodes on iTunes and Stitcher every Wednesday, or you can watch us live on Blab.im Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central. B-Movies and Ebooks. We bleed fiction. We're back. And uh, we're going to talk about what I think is probably the, one of the biggest moments in Craig's life. <clears throat> it'll be up there one day with like along with like uh getting married and the birth of his child one day (laughs) twin peaks is out man i got to relive so many great moments like like well they're making a new star wars trilogy x files came back x files is coming back again 
It's cool to be a nerd. It's cool to be me. Yeah, I think it's a specific kind of nerd, which is like Greg's nerdum. You know, uh, Twin Peaks came back, which is pretty awesome. All right, before we get too far into it, is this like X Files coming back, or is this like a whole? Is this like Star Wars coming back? No, th- this is this is nothing like the X Files revival. the uh, The X Files revival was like a treat at best. Uh, it was like a f- feeling to see who actually still cared about X Files, and I think we're going to get a real season. Uh, upcoming but uh this twin peaks is for all intents and purposes season three though they're not seem to be they don't they don't seem to be classifying as season three it's twin peaks that's just it it's just twin peaks this time around yeah so but uh is it is it uh is it everything you wanted it to be at least so far it's more like twin peaks than i thought it was going to be and it's still not a lot like twin peaks no it seems like uh, Mark Frost and David Lynch have zero restrictions. Like, they had 100% free reign. Oh, yeah. They did whatever they wanted. So, it, it almost seems like at first they they're, they were kind of running with it, pushing it. Yeah. Like, it came up rated 14A. If and, I, like, I, I'm going to try to avoid any direct spoilers, but I'll apologize it, in advance if, if I, I remember do say something. correctly, but. didn't he get kicked off that project or threatened to leave about money at one point in time and, and like, creative control? Well, and yeah, then I'm got pretty sure back. he wanted a certain amount of episodes. Yeah. And I, they weren't willing to give it, and then I, he left, and then they brought him back? I, I think, yeah, like, because I, I do remember, actually, like, something along the lines of him refusing, like, to leave over the budget, refusing to leave over the episode count and I, they seem to have settled it because i think we're gonna get 15 weeks of twin peaks but then the season finale is two episodes and the season premiere was four episodes so you're getting almost like a full yeah like i think it's, so eight, it's 18 episodes and i think it's over 14 or 15 weeks and that's assuming they don't take any breaks so I, i'm sure david lynch got what he wanted and like it's kind of funny that they argued about budget because the movie or the show seems very David Lynchian where he could have made that exact same movie in high school, I think. Yeah, like there's no budget really. Like, I mean, maybe he paid, CG, he paid but it doesn't look well. very good. Yeah. We got we got a lot of cameos, which is nice because oh, it's some really good ones. It's like to me it's a sign that even famous people like weird shit. <laughs> you know, like they at some point like they can't just be jumping on a Twin Peaks fan bandwagon because really that's hardly a bandwagon to jump onto it's like a fucking skateboard sliding by at best you know well you say that but I I don't know I I feel like the bandwagon right now for Twin Peaks is pretty it's pretty big something that's really stoked about something that's risky for this show though is like you say the bandwagon is pretty big but it's like it's really not and and this new season is very unforgiving for new watchers Oh, exactly yeah you can't just jump on board no i uh, when i said the bandwagon's big i just like i mean it's been what uh 20 years 25 so lots of people have got a chance to watch it all you know and not just watch it all once but Mm -hmm. many times like you guys have and I feel like the fans have only grown obviously like they're ravenous for this shit that's how the show got brought back that that would be something to consider is that uh you know you're you're thinking along the lines of oh that this is um you know not for newbies so to speak but no. it could be in the same way that david lynch and mark frost are thinking to themselves oh you guys think you know uh, what twin pieces is about eh? uh you've had 25 years to watch every episode seven or eight times you know uh oh you think you got this shit figured out you don't know there's shit. no f- there's no figuring there's it no out figuring it out like we were talking the, about this the actors themselves they don't know 
I don't even think David Lynch... The, and the way that they were describing his directing style is that most of those scenes are, like, written, and I'm holding up air quotations right now, but, the, like, a lot of improvisation and just feeling out the scene. Like, just, like, how weird can we make this? Oh, yeah, do this just because. Yeah. And actors do a weird thing just because he told them to. And, and it's going to throw Does it come together, yeah. or does it just make it fun to watch? So, I don't know, like, a general rundown... There's there were two seasons of Twin Peaks. They came out uh, 25 years ago. I want to say like it started in like 1990, 1991, and right. by 1992 it was done and over with for sure. I think they did two seasons. It got canceled several times. They did a movie that was actually a prequel, but you know it not actually a prequel because you, it would make zero sense if you hadn't seen the first and second season of Twin Peaks, which did poorly in its release date. Which when did the movie come out? Like how? I want to say it was like ninety two. Yeah. Oh, so like shortly thereafter. A few years after. Cody and I had a rare opportunity last week to go and see a special screening of. I say special. I mean any screening of Twin Peaks <laughs> is special. But we got to go down to the local screening room called the Screening Room, and watch uh, Twin Peaks Firewalk with me in a room full of strangers and Which bad is people. The that was the first time I that's ever happened to me. Like people go and see like Cody, you've gone and seen uh seen a couple of things there. Like Rocky, Rocky Horror. Horror. No, I was gonna yeah. say yeah, Rocky Horror Picture Show and I mean like the closest thing I've had I guess would be Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> to like a cult movie? Well no, just like being in a th- in a theater full of strangers where talking and joking was like perf- part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but going to see Twin Peaks, like I felt bad for talking through it, but all I wanted to do was talk through it and everyone like you you pointed out where it's like a random dark ominous rape scene happens and everyone's kind of laughing and it's like <laughs> it's not funny rape isn't funny the acting is funny yeah the directing is funny the fact that you've seen this thing probably 20 but times it's, it's funny. weird to go and see this like this movie that is just a cult phenomenon you know you go and see these weird strange movies in a room full of strangers and everybody's in on the joke you know is that maybe the closest like comparison is it something like rocky horror where like the fan base probably yeah is. like a cult following in that sense like Where people religiously have watched this old and yeah like a first time viewer would watch it and not laugh at 90 percent of the shit you watch it four times you're laughing the whole way through well, cody and i tried to watch again like, what's even crazier is i've only been like into twin peaks for probably two years maybe three years yeah i feel like that's the like, case for most people though. we, like, we tried to get watch into it, it late in life and uh or later we didn't understand at all like we got like the first episode was t- was trying. Like we, it took several attempts, and we it was just like almost to the point. Like, why do we keep trying? Because it was like you watch twenty minutes, and you're like, I don't get this at all, and you shut it off, and then you just can't stop thinking about it. So you're like, man, we should probably try again. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and then you do, and you get like forty minutes in, and you're like, this is still fucking weird. The, the the premiere is an hour and a half for season one, you know, and it's it's all and again you keep trying, and by the time you finish it, you're like, well, we might as well. Walk. Just watch like four episodes, and wow. it doesn't make any fucking sense. Nothing makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's pretty point. well where I got to though. Is you know, exactly what you're describing, and and I gave up. I yeah. just, uh, I guess I'm one of those people that the da- it, it just doesn't. David Lynch, hit. I think, came up with like a lot of the story, you know, a lot of the themes, but during the first two seasons, ultimately he didn't write a direct as much as everybody as some other people did. You know, I feel like Mark Frost did a lot of the writing. I could be wrong about this, but. This new season of Twin Peaks, though, is definitely, at the, the very least, like four episodes have come out. And in those four episodes, it's a huge throwout to every David Lynch movie. 
you know that that seems to be a common theme right now uh whether it's the cast from his other films or just some like imagery and scenery going on this is the most david lynch twin peaks there has been since firewalk with me which was a rated r film the rest of twin peaks was tv friendly this new twin peaks is not i I came up 14a here in canada and uh i'll tell you within the first first episode i mean as an art movie i might let my kids watch this if i had them (laughs) but uh as just like a regular TV, I don't think I'd be letting children watch this show. I definitely well, have 14A. I don't think it's definitely for them. It's about you know, a uh, dead person. So, like my, I got a brother not who's in like the fun 16, way. and I don't even think that he would understand what was going on. Like, I mean, just graphically, it's just like this isn't shit kids should be watching. I got a question. Uh, uh, so, hype for this before it came out was a, like all the stuff I read about it was they're keeping it under wraps. Like, no one knows what the new season's about. No one knows. What's going to happen? See, I think you just stuff. said the right thing there. I don't think that they're keeping it under wraps. I don't think they're being secretive about it. I think no one fucking That's, knows. That was basically what my question was yeah. going to be. Because n- now that it's come out, and I, I tried to look up some reviews, knowing that you guys love the show, and, and try to figure out everything. And it definitely seems like that was... It's not that it was kept under wraps. is that you couldn't have explained this to anybody. Because everyone's filming their scenes individually, right? And especially well, a lot of the, the throwback actors, they're not in a lot of it. They probably only filmed for a few days and only did a few select scenes and knew nothing about what the actual show was about. Even, even if David Lynch and Mark Frost wrote a script word for word to what we'd seen or what we have seen, yeah, there's no fucking way. That if there was no explanation next to any of it, someone could film like read the entire script and not have a fucking clue what was yeah. happening. Because without David Lynch's, like the way like you know Comic Walker is describing it. Mood and atmosphere. It's all like, yeah. you know, David Lynch is writing it on the spot in his head, even though he probably has a script written down. It's like he's reading the room. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. If, if you don't Bring like out David, the best in his actors. If you too. don't like David Lynch movies to begin with, I don't think you're going to like Twin Peaks. I, if you don't like Twin Peaks, I don't think you're going to like Twin Peaks season three. I'm going to play the, the, the layman here and ask, well, what other movies did he direct? Like I, I know him for his fan for Twin Peaks, and that's really about it. Dune. Yeah, well, I know he did. Well, Dune. Dune was his was not his first movie, but Dune was Kyle MacLachlan's first movie, yeah. which is crazy to think about. Kyle MacLachlan had never acted before, and got cast as the lead in a David Lynch film, which later on David Lynch cast Kyle MacLachlan to be the lead in Twin Peaks, and after that, I feel like that the relationship kind of, like didn't fizzle out, but I mean Kyle MacLachlan became famous as hell, and he became more mainstream seeing him in twin peaks is amazing but uh dune uh lost highway which is a trip lost highway is fucking crazy i think we watched it or at least we tried to i, I watched it watched. i experienced it uh, <laughs> I, if i try to explain all these try to explain what lost highway is about if you could figure that movie out you can probably figure out what twin peaks is about you know uh it's a trip about like a cameraman making a movie maybe <laughs> uh, um there's a racer head, a racer head, oh, okay. yeah. which Mahalo I haven't drive. seen. I think the racer head's about like a deformed baby. I think all of my reference to a racer head is like a reference in Wayne's World. <laughs> uh, that's it. Uh, yeah, Mulholland Drive, which is great. Naomi Watts is in it. Uh, it's kind of sexy movie. Um, Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet, which I, it makes me. Oh no, that yeah, Kyle McLaughlin's in Blue Velvet as well. Yeah. Uh, Blue Velvet, I really like. That was another movie that took me two or three times to watch because uh, maybe call me a prude. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But uh, I got a couple of minutes into that movie, and it was hard to keep watching. You know, uh, there's a lot of sexual abuse. So what and, I'm uh, going to... weird fucking are... sex scenes. But Blue Velvet is a great movie. Dennis Hopper, fucking huffing oxygen. Oh, man. And... <laughs> God damn it. If you guys haven't seen... If you need to watch a David Lynch movie, go watch Blue Velvet. All right. Apparently, that's the one I got to watch. It's fucking What I was getting weird. at was basically... I, I feel like David Lynch is like a... Almost at this point, a close to householdish name just because the hype for Twin Peaks is pretty... Pe- like it, it, the, the it, name, It's up there. The name probably But is. I don't know but yeah. any of his shit. I, uh, I, I know who David Lynch it's is. all art house films. Yeah. So, I, I guess I... Just kind of like it's like movies that would be at the, the screening cracks. room and not at the cinema. Somewhere between yeah. fucking like uh, Sam Raimi and fucking Jodorowsky is David Lynch, I think. <laughs> yeah, all right. Like really weird fucking art films that have some a near graphic fame. nudity and violence. You guys ever heard of Francis Bacon, the painter? No, I haven't. I looked up a big thread online about him today, and supposedly like Lynch's biggest influence. And fuck, like. This guy was painting Twin Peaks like a hundred years ago. It's fucking badass shit. Oh, we'll have to check that out. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's surrealism. Definitely. That, that's the thing. Like, oh, yeah. I, I don't think you're supposed to really follow any of his movies. I think you're just supposed to experience them and just be entertained, be stimulated. Okay. You know? W- one of my first tweets on Twitter was, <laughs> <Could've> uh, <guessed. laughs> was like something along the lines of... Uh, Coffee and donuts, rape and murder. <laughs> Hashtag Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> that about sums it up. Yeah, yeah. The, the, from what I understand, I got to give it another watch. I know that well, I don't even think I'll love Twin Peaks, but I, I don't know. I, I got to at least give some of these if movies a shot. If you can get into like the like maybe the fourth episode, and I'm not saying like I gr- I don't think it should take four episodes to get into something, but if you can make it to the fourth or fifth episode. I think you'll you'll finish it. I'll be hooked all the way through. Because it's the curiosity that grips you. You know, it's... Uh, I know this sounds weird, but uh, the hype for this kind of came... It was probably because you guys both started watching around that time. But it came in like uh, a peak for television where like, uh, you know, Game of Thrones was popular. Uh, all this like television made a comeback. Well, what I find really strange though is oh. it, was, it was Netflix that brought it back. Yeah, probably. And but it's, it's, not, not but it's not on Netflix. Not anymore. But anyway, it was kind of where I was like, okay, all, all, all these shows are like these hour long shows. They're, they're popular. So maybe this one was like a great throwback and I missed it. Kind of like I did Breaking Bad or something even though that was, you know, not nearly as old. But uh, I went back and I watched it and I was like, this doesn't seem to be about the plot or like this great story and I just kind of skipped over it which i guess i just completely missed the point maybe i was just looking for a, like, something else my first thoughts watching twin peaks was well, you have no reference before watching no it. well and i always kind of don't want to like ruin it but i mean you guys are listening to the podcast so i assume that you care what we have to say so i'm going to talk about it well but then uh, we'll call it spoilers no this is for fucking season one this is like spoilers from a show that came out 25 years ago <laughs> uh i remember like watching this like the show and just thinking like did they find the worst actors? Like, in, is this intentional? In existence. And, like, they couldn't afford better actors, and so they just, like, went with what they had. <laughs> or are these, like, some of the best actors in the world, and the director wanted them to act poorly? And that's, like, my main thought running through the, the first, like... Well, that's yeah. just it. Yeah. Well, I, I, thought it. The same like, thing. I don't understand what's going on. 
But then that dust just keeps carrying on because then you're just like, well, if is that an accident or is it deliberate? But no, they keep acting the same way. But then, yeah, yeah. but not only that, but then you see random shit that it's just like, if you only had an hour, or fuck it, say you only had 45 minutes to put out an episode, why did you spend like five minutes talking about coffee and pie? You know? <laughs> yeah. Describing be, the be, way trees smell. It's hard to tell this massive story, but you spend like, yeah, just five minutes watching someone dance awkwardly in a diner. Yeah, like, <laughs> just, there is so much no dialogue. Like, there's so many scenes that aren't silent. There's so much fucking going on, but zero dialogue. Like, yeah, like, someone just walks into a room where people were talking and the room goes silent. They just, like, light up a cigarette, walk over to the jukebox, start the jukebox, and then just dance by themselves for a minute or two. Stop. Say a weird fucking line. And then just keep dancing. And no one else thinks that's weird. So you're just like, wait, wait. Am I am I weird? What's normal? I don't even know. And you just keep watching. Oh, there's so many weird shit, man. Like, like they eat a sandwich. Like, he has a submarine sandwich. <laughs> it bites it in the middle. And he's holding it with two hands. But it's like... Like horizontal, like he's got an end in each hand, and he bites it in the middle, like one bite in the middle, and you're like, "Who the fuck eats a sandwich like that?" Yeah, and that, like, that sounds weird as fuck. No, but that's great. That sounds like the most describing, like scene you could give Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, it's a show it's, where someone bites a, a submarine sandwich in the middle. <laughs> but it's it's just perfect. Like it's perfect. Uh, it's just great. I mean, it's sexy and violent, and you feel uncomfortable with yourself. He does cast very beautiful women. But it, and it's just it's great. I mean, I I have a Twin Peaks tattoo, and I've got the books, the show, and I think that what well, my favorite thing is though is that it, I don't know, you know, in a life where, we're, where we it. have Google, and we're sure of everything, you know, like we we know the answer to everything. I fucking don't know what Twin but Peaks right is about. But right now, we're not even unsure of what we're unsure about. Oh, because we don't know what's <laughs> important, what's not important. Like what I, okay, just, so what what I would say is the important thing in the show right now. Is Coop getting back to normal? Yeah, so, like, the show is a play on, I guess, kind of what's good and what is evil, because that's the show is this. And, like, there's four versions. There's there's entities and spirits, and it's not aliens, and it's not ghosts. It's something else. But it's something else. But if they're ghosts and aliens, and also angels and demons, and, uh, I mean... This is all actually what the show oh, is about. I, I, uh, <laughs> I have no doubt that it's that There's dimensions and portals. There's heavens and hells. There's, uh, like, one of the best lines, the, you know, the is... The uh, like, Co- Cody and I were talking about this. And uh, in the in the first... The plot to the first season is a girl is found murdered and raped. And they're trying to find out who... Who killed Laura Palmer. Who, who killed Laura Palmer. And ultimately, we find out who did it. And the local sheriff is talking to the FBI agent and says something along the lines of, uh, like, yeah, it's like, what would you rather, uh, like, ghosts and demons possessing you and murdering, or a father actually raping and murdering his own daughter? And and, and that kind of that, that, that sums the show that up. Sums the show sense. up where it's like this show is ridiculous and doesn't make any sense. But neither does some of the crimes people commit. Yeah. yeah. You know, where it's like, what would you rather believe? You would rather believe that there was a supernatural element going on here than someone could just commit these awful crimes. And it's it's weird. They take some of the darkest moments of the in human existence and they just litter it with coffee and donuts. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're just like, yeah, like it's like a weird dream state where everything's wrong, but nothing seems wrong. 
it's definitely like surrealist and expressionist. Yeah, like it, it is. He'll take like two scenes, that day and night scenes, like black and white scenes. Like one will be like about Leland going evil and like wanting to kill Maddie, like strangling her in a room. And then the next scene is just a fucking scene of James being a dope, like fucking high school boy, like on his motorcycle. That has nothing to do with each other, but the fact that those scenes are beside each other, it leaves you feeling very strange. Yeah, you, you're asking questions. Like, why? Or just, like, you don't know how you should feel throughout, like, a 40-minute episode. Mm. Like, the highs and lows, it's just, like, one second you're watching, it's like, oh, this is actually this is a joke. Like, this is this is just funny. They rushed this. They, they did the scene for fun. The next scene, you actually feel, like, kind of sick. Well, like, it's genuinely like, sick. It's, it's like they set you up. To feel s- disgusted, where you're like, ha 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 ha, what the fuck? Yeah. Why was I still laughing? Yeah. <laughs> no, or the opposite, where you're just like, oh my god, like I don't even know how I do deal with this. And while you're struggling with grief, is it the bunny? <laughs> no, it's right. not the bunny. <laughs> my last, my last question, I guess, and it's just because the internet couldn't answer it for me, and it might be just as impossible for you guys to do. But I, if you could give a review a review of the reboot just how it's come back well first off let's not be throwing around the word reboot well all right sorry it's revival uh, revival thank you <laughs> it's it's coming back uh, how do you feel back. about it and uh i would i would give it i'm not, a, I'm not a, just before you start not looking for a score or something but i just want to know your general thoughts on on how it's how it's done Can coming I? back you, 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 when something like this is happening, you know, like again, I was talking about Star Wars or Twin Peaks or sorry, X Files coming back. Your first thought is excitement. You know, you're just like, oh my God, yes. And then the closer it gets, it's fear. You yeah, know, they're going to fuck like, it up. Oh man, yeah. I hope that this isn't bad. Within the, I want to say the first three or four minutes, I was relaxed and comfortable, and I was like, "Oh, thank God! I, like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I almost wanted to write a letter to." David it was Lynch. a weird feeling. It was like this is actually happening. Right yeah, now. Like, I, we, we, we went to the bar. Like, we were almost distraught. Like, we was it, the show started at nine, and it was like fucking seven thirty, quarter to eight. We're like, "Fuck a quick rip to the comic shop, and we'll stop at the beer store or the bar on the way back." And we're sitting in the bar, just like silence. Like, man, in thirty five minutes. Twin Peaks we got an started. awkward little table for two. It was very Lynchian. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean I'm still over. You order pie and a black cup of coffee. <laughs> like, yeah. I made my own TV guide uh, at the beginning of the year just to remind myself when shows start, what days they're on, because like I watched a lot of TV. And um, right now, there's nothing on my TV guide except at Sundays at nine o'clock. I want to. Be part of this global phenomenon, as small as it is. It's it is still a global phenomenon. Yeah, you know, I want to tune in Sundays at nine with the rest of the world and and, and be confused. You just don't want to be. You want to f- know things as soon as they're available. Well, yeah, it's we, <laughs> we waited, and I mean, I haven't waited as long as some people, but I genuinely feel like that the fan base has grown over time. And How do you feel has, about it being? I don't think so different from the original series. Because it is very fucking different. I, I watched, I watched the uh, fire walk with me, a couple of times, and even just watching it again recently. Twin Peaks and Fire Walk with me, the film and the versus the TV show, are dramatically different 
it's like the same story, but it's portrayed differently. And I think that if Firewalk With Me hadn't come out or we hadn't seen it, this third season of Twin Peaks would seem strange. But if you consider Twin Peaks as a whole, including the books, the limited number of books they put out, the first two seasons and the film, then season three is a Twin Peaks as a collection, you know, where it has every element of every asset of the show. If you were trying to compare it to just season one and two of Twin Peaks, then season three is is very different than... It would seem out of place. It would seem out of place. But if you consider the movies and all the additional lore that has been added since the fucking 25 years that people have been waiting. And just how he developed as a director. And and that's just it. I mean, David Lynch was weird 25 years ago. Um, so he, he got less weird. He didn't get less weird. Yeah. yeah he, he, if anything, he's uh, more of a genius. You know, I, that that would be probably be something that he would describe it as. Know, you know what I mean? Like... I can fucking tell you what happens. So, like, I don't know if I, if he's a genius or I'm stupid. Like, uh, for all I know, they're, they're so in, we're all in general, though, yeah, you're, like you're happy with the season. But oh, fuck yeah, fuck Coop, yeah, okay, it's, it's right, really all right. good. All people wanted for the last 25 years was where's Dale Cooper, and uh, we got we, we got we got a few of them. We we got more <laughs> Dale Cooper than we can handle. We got Dale Cooper's coming out of our ass. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, no answers. Yeah, you know it's the classic uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I gave you the answer, but you didn't ask the right question. Yeah, like it's not really spoiling much, but like Coop's kind of in a in a strange state at this moment, and Look, like kind of a state we've seen before with other characters. Like anybody Leo. That out there that is interested He's in watching hilarious. season three of Twin Peaks, but hasn't you know watched or completely familiar with season one and two, just send me a message, and I'd be glad to talk to you and explain you through the first little bit of Twin Peaks. Cody, I'm sure, could give some backup dialogue. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but I really do. But well, I couldn't I possibly if I tried. Like, I'm yeah, trying I right was going to say, it sounds like a show. It's like, no I want to say something right now that's like a major spoiler that makes no, absolutely no sense. No, because there is things I do want to, I would like to talk about, yeah, but, but like, kind of would, would ruin it. Yeah. Like, um, like there, we, we're seeing things, like visuals of things that I didn't think we would ever see in this universe. I don't know. I don't know if they're demons just elemental entities, but we're just seeing things that look like they don't belong. I, th- I think we've talked about it in other podcasts. Like there's the, uh, Cody just finished it. I, I read it not too long ago. The, uh, the secret history of twin peaks, which opens up a lot of doors. Oh yeah. I, I would highly recommend that. Um, I think that this is going to touch in on that, but in that book there, they, they, they discuss like a whole, like we don't know if it's angels or demons. Or ghosts. Yeah. Well, that's just there's just something else. You don't. And they they don't know if they're coming from space or from underneath us or they're just everywhere at once. It's like extra dimensional. It's it is extra dimensional. And what I think I, I like is, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't just watch X Files. We watch a lot of shitty documentaries and weird YouTube videos as well. And I mean, it's not an original thought to think that uh, ghosts and aliens are the same thing and that they are actually extra dimensional beings you know i mean in a world where string theory is highly possible i also just love the idea of ev- all of that just being metaphorical you know like well that's Bob the other being argument. a metaphor that like that's you know you, coop you t- coop actually just being a metaphor for the goodness in people he is <laughs> God damn it yeah he, he's a good soul but he, he's a uh, soft off the path right now if there's this is like a little fucking uh 
weird tidbit of information, but uh, Special Agent Fox Mulder got me interested in baseball, and Special Agent Dale Cooper got me drinking my coffee black. <laughs> they made you a man? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, I just, you know, like, I thought it was weird that, like, a character trait... David David Duchovny is in the new season. David Duchovny is so good. That seems like a great wet dream right there. He's yeah, the I didn't character. even think about that. That David Duchovny is in Twin Peaks. Same with Scully's dad. He's, Scully, he's a crossdresser, by the Scully's way. Scully's dad is a main good character him, it's in modern. Twin Peaks. He was back in the nineties. <laughs> he was pushing yeah. limits back in the nineties. Uh, Dennis becomes Denise. I can't think of the last name. Denise. Yeah. Yeah, like David Lynch, like practically hits. So him. I guess, uh, Cody, I didn't get your your overall feel on it. You, you like it, the new season? Yeah, it's like, it's it's better than I expected. Like, and that's and I was expecting greatness, and and it did better. Yeah, man. Um, like I'm being patient with the show, though. I'm not expecting too much from it, and I, I think that's key. Being patient is key. Well, <laughs> it is key. Because like I'm fairly positive we get 18 episodes. I'm gonna double check. Yeah, right man. Now. So like, like we got lots of. Time. Even though like the endings of these episodes leave you fucking hanging every time. You don't get a resolved episode, or we haven't yet. But I kind of like I, that. It's a good feeling, and the fact that the first four episodes came out at the same time was that on purpose? Again, I think it had to do with like the scheduling conflict. I don't think it did on TV. Well, I, I, think we, I think they got two on TV. No, I, yeah, I, that's what I thought too. I I had read two sense. hour. I I've heard that officially. All four episodes are not. Oh yeah. Then how do they going to do that? I don't know, man. I don't know. Crave must uh, put out some early. Maybe this week those ones will air. I yeah. might be confused, but well, like I don't know what I'm. Yeah, looking, uh, the pacing yeah, of it. I, I don't know. Uh, they're not treating the audience like a fucking idiot at all. They're like, yeah, like no clues. Like just figure it out. You know as much as you should, probably should know, and yeah, it's it's, it's comforting. It's good. Well, In Lynch Frost, we trust. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to hear. If they could tell us the entire story in four episodes, I mean, they'd be bad fucking storytellers. I think. I think everyone would be super disappointed yeah, if that was I mean, the case. Like if if I know anything and I know nothing well, about Twin Peaks, it would be that if it came out and the whole we story waited. was solved. It would be a bunch of bullshit. Well, I was saying, like, before it came out, or you were saying, Greg, before it came out, that uh, you were hoping that after these, this new season starts that you're left with more questions than answers. I Yeah, I want this to resolve in a sense that we're not going to get any more. Okay, weeks. well, that's... Uh, okay, but that was my... No, the question I was going to ask. The I only thing less. I know of to compare this show to, and it's probably in no way related, is Lost. Yeah, no, there, no there's vibes, man. Of just and not knowing that, what's going on. And it's just that uh, it sounds like this show usually asks more questions than it answers. Oh, yeah. Is that fair? Oh, Lost yeah. Lost did that. Uh, yeah, every episode asks five so questions I guess, answers is it, one. Is it possible for you to watch the ending of this show and be satisfied? Or will you just always want well, more? Depending, depending on, on what happens. Satis- satisfied. Yeah, it depends on what happens. Yeah, okay. Because like I I was like, what, stoked what? knowing that Twin Peaks didn't resolve. Technically, the, the show's season. over. Like, yeah. We found out who killed Laura. Now we're just like along for the ride. Like right. as far as I'm concerned, that's what that show was about. And yeah. we and we figured out what happened. But because of figuring out who killed Laura, we realized that there's something happening that's much bigger than all of us. Okay. Well, I guess that's it for this week. Uh, we're finally uh, 
back recording some podcasts. Hopefully, we're going to get them out a little bit more frequently, especially since Twin Peaks is out, and I'm sure you guys will have lots to talk about. Game of Thrones should be soon. Yeah, Game of Thrones is out soon. So, uh, yeah, we'll be in the booth a little bit more frequently, and uh, you should check us out on B-Movies and eBooks and all the other stuff that they're doing over there. Uh, follow us on iTunes and Stitcher and all that kind of shit. Are we still on Stitcher? Is that thing? Yeah, that's a thing. Probably, man. A thing. Anywhere you can get a podcast. It's a thing no one uses, but it's a thing. Man, we're on <laughs> Google. <laughs> yeah, you just Google us. So uh, check us out on Twitter. Uh, me on Twitter at Kyle R. Hodge. Cody at Lane Books. Greg at Greg underscore Moser 420. I got some cool friends. Yeah, including a, a new... Uh, no, we're not name dropping. We're not name dropping. <laughs> just go and look on yeah, my, my friend list. You know, verified people follow Greg. Yeah, that's all we'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, I'm Kyle. I'm Cody. I'm a piece of shit sometimes. Have a good night. <laughs>